Welcome to another episode of the Love Hate Movie Reviews Podcast. I'm your pilot, Sherry. And I'm your co-pilot, Jay. So if you haven't guessed it already, today we are going to be reviewing Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Put my heavy head glasses on. So Top Gun Maverick was released on May 27th. If you're not familiar, it is a sequel of the 1986 original movie Top Gun with Tom Cruise. So Jay is going to read the synapses real quick before we jump in. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. Training a detachment of graduates for a special assignment, Maverick must confront the ghost of his past and his deepest fears, culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who choose to fly it. All right, so we're going to jump into the first impressions of this movie. So first of all, Jay and I really enjoyed this one. Um, We'll dig into our actual review a little bit later with spoilers, but right now we're just going to look at the first impressions. So um, the visuals. As always, um, when it comes to these type of movies, you can actually feel like you're in the cockpit of one of the planes when it comes time for the flying sequences. Everything else, like the sunsets and the sunrise, of course, you know, like visually, that's beautiful. When it comes to flying, you feel like you're in there. So that was much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, practical practical effects was much appreciated, and all of the all of the excitement of the film, they didn't lose the storyline in there. So I appreciated that too. Normally, with action movies, they throw out the plot and they're just worried about the action. Action and the, and the 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 fireworks and the explosions and all. That's what they. That's what mainly they spend focus the money on. on. So I think the Dark Star jet was pretty cool, um, especially for the opening scene. It gave you an intro to Maverick's character, and it showed that even though thirty years have passed, <laughs> he didn't <laughs> lose that edge that he had. So, you know, blowing up, uh, I don't know, a $50 million plane um, because he wants to be stubborn and push, you know, push beyond the limits um, was a good intro because, you know, we haven't seen the movie in in 30 years. So it kind of filled that void of, you know, what is this character up to? What is this? What is this growth like? You know is he still the same person? So he, he shows some maturity throughout the movie, obviously, because it's been 30 years. But that stubbornness that he had in the first movie did not go away. And and it showed in that scene. And it made for a perfect joke at the diner. Yeah, the diner, <laughs> the diner with the kid, that was hilarious. Um, especially because it makes a new, it made a connection to the new era because every movie is an alien movie or a superhero movie where some person has fallen from the sky. Exactly. Um, so when he asks, where am I? And the kid says, Earth. <laughs> it's hilarious because, you know, when there's TV shows like Stranger Things and, you know, the superhero movies, there's always some person, some intelligence falling from the sky. Um, but no, it was just Maverick was who... Maverick. Decided to blow up a very expensive jet. Yeah, that um, so somehow... It, it definitely spoke to some things never change. So initially myself, I don't particularly think that Maverick was mature. 
I think he was forced into a position of maturity because he was definitely still like a goofball. He was still a hothead. He was still doing his own thing. Exactly. Like it was still, you can't tell me anything. I'm the man. I do what I want. I go where I want. And it worked out charm wise because that's the charm of his character. It yeah. worked out for him. But when it came time for like the boots to the ground, we need to be serious. It, it took him a minute to, yeah. to get there. And he still didn't, you could tell he still didn't get over Goose oh, mm. dying. About that. And I'm not a professional, I'm not like a psychologist, nothing like that. I think Maverick has survivor's guilt. Yeah. And I think it still weighs on his heart in some ways that, that he feels like he was responsible for Goose's death. Now, if you've seen the original Top Gun, go see it. Uh, in, in a way, you could say, yes, he was responsible but it, it's the risk of being up there. Yeah. So you can't really put everything on him. And right. well, and throughout the movie, you see that he's still putting everything on himself. And the theme of it, for him anyways, is to let go. You're going to hear that a lot throughout the movie. Like, you, you, need to let, you need to let go. Yeah. Oh, Rooster. The prodigal son. Goose's son. Yeah. My, what is it? Miles Teller? Yep. Excellent choice. Excellent for this character, choice. I put in particular thought he looked eerie. It was eerie how much he looked and reminded me of Goose. For Sherry, not so much. He was like, eh. Yeah, I think he should have been blonde. Really? Yeah, his, mom not, his mom was blonde. Um, that's that's really if I wanted to nitpick at something, something that was the work. only thing <laughs> that I blonde. could think of. But height wise, you know, he had the height. He had the build. Um, they did a good was... job with the mustache. Mm-hmm. You know, little details like that came through. Right. So and just behavior wise i could tell that he did his homework right on the character as far as the flight sequences which is really the meat of the story being up in the sky like i said earlier and where they spent the most of the money and most of the money (laughs) the flight sequences for lack of a better word they were dope like just the, the way they presented them and they were practical from what i understand so yeah, so there that was some another times, thing. They spent a lot of time training. There were some time times training. where they were actually like in the plane flying, and it was yeah. it was amazing. It was amazing. Unlike the first one, in the first one, for me, there was a sense of claustrophobia because, like, being in a cockpit, you felt like it was you were like tight yeah. in there. Where okay. in this movie, you actually get more of a sense of you're in the sky, and that really, for me, had a, a your heart got racing because it was like, what happens if the plane just stops? Yeah. And so now you get a feeling of yo, I'm really in the air. I'm flying because they do a good job of putting and they got yeah and they got more up close and personal with the planes and mm-hmm. if you watch the first one they didn't really get an opportunity to do that so I think for the second one it was important that you got a lot a lot more close to the planes and close to the pilots and feeling what they feel and what they go through you know because this is it's it's been dubbed Tom Cruise's love story to the Navy. So, or love letter to the Navy. So you definitely, it definitely comes through better Mm -hmm. um, in the second one, as far as what it's like to be a pilot in one of those planes. Now to get into with some of the characters, I feel like a lot of people are going to hate Hangman's character, but from what I've seen, Hangman actually has a point. Rooster is not ready. <laughs> so a lot of people don't see Hangman as the... the he was the... I'm, I'm looking at my producer. I'm looking at my producer. He doesn't want me to... I'm not going to use foul language. Hangman is the, the, the a-hole. That's how they present him, but he's not. 
if you think about it, a lot of what he says is like, he's right. This one isn't ready for that. And it's a life or death situation. Are you sure you want him like in the forefront of this? But it comes off as him being, you know, a, a bit of a, a bit of the antagonist, the, the villain of the story. But he, he actually isn't. He's still an a-hole. <laughs> and pretty much throughout the movie until the end. He does honestly. come in clutch at the end. One character in particular, Bob. Go, Bob. Go, There is Bob. a scene where he has to paint the target, of course, towards the end. So I guess this is getting into the spoilers. Towards the end, he has to paint the target in order for them to get the shot. And Bob comes through clutch. Comes through. I thought for sure he was going to black out. He didn't. Go, Bob. Love, Bob. Who was the, um, I believe his name was, was it Warlock? No. It was Warlock. Oh, yeah. The older the general The older general guy. It was mm-hmm. Warlock. Um, that's the kind of person you need in your corner. In leadership. In leadership. He had like the utmost faith in Maverick, even when I didn't. There were moments when I'm like, (laughs) why are we still depending on him? And Warlock, like, you're going to see, if you go see the movie, you'll see Warlock did not, like, he didn't flinch. He didn't have a moment where he was like, "Mm, I'm not too sure. But he didn't have any of that. He was just... Yeah, Stoic he was a he time. was a he was a quiet, steady presence in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because he didn't get a lot of speaking. But like when he was present, it was like it was much needed. You it was can a much tell he presence. was in Maverick's corner for sure. What about Penny? <laughs> Let's talk about you, why Penny is in the movie. You talk to about begin you talk with. about Penny. Okay, even if the actress from the first Top Gun is okay with it and she feels like she has aged out of Hollywood, I think it was still a jab, especially because if you watch the first Top Gun, Penny isn't mentioned in it anyways, anywhere. I understand that 30 years have passed and he may have bumped into random Penny throughout the 30 years. That's what I'm thinking happened. I don't know. I guess I have a soft spot when it comes to sequels to see all the characters return. It was a big deal to see Hangman. Um, to see Iceman there. The moment he had with Iceman was, I'm not going to lie to you, I was pushing back the tears. Yeah, it was an emotional moment. But then they mixed a joke in there Right, but especially because Val Kilmer is sick in real life. So the fact that he came back to um, Reprise's role, role it was a very touching moment. And the scene they had, yeah, they ended it with a joke, but the scene they had was was deep, man, and it was nice to see. So I'm with Sherry on this one. I do wish that the original actress who was his love interest, would have come. Like, you know, like, especially because this is a time now where it's like, you know, body positivity and everything like that. It's like, she should have came back. Man. She should have came back, yeah. She did. It, it, it should have happened. I, I think it should have happened. But I appreciated the diversity this time around. Like I said, they had a female um, pilot in Top Gun. Right. Although she, she was, was the only one. Um, but what I liked was that she was she contributed. It wasn't yes. just there because all right, we need a girl. She was valuable. She was right. useful. She knew what she was doing. And they have more diversity. I think the first movie there may have been maybe one person of color. That was and a this pilot. Time, I believe there so. Were multiples. So, the music. Da, 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 da. You gotta love. You got. <laughs> come on. You gotta I, love you the eighties. You gotta love the eighties. You gotta uh, love it. Music like, scores. The vibe, the feel, the the overuse of synthesizers. Yes. They threw guitars and everything, even when you didn't need it there. <laughs> it was it was awesome. Like I I need Hollywood to go back to that. Like, all right, this was definitely this movie, the soundtrack was just as much as a was a love was like a an homage or a, a love letter to the audience as much as the movie itself was 
to the Navy. The soundtrack, def- like the opening score from when the mu- the movie starts, yeah, from, is the from the is the exact Saga. same one. Yeah. I think maybe they only um, what you call it they um, they um, remastered they, they remastered it. it, but it was definitely the same. And when the theme kicks in, you're gonna feel like that's when the movie starts, and you feel it, and it's like, all right, yeah, we're here now. We're here now. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Being that it has such a a huge gap, gap between the 30, first movie and the second movie. Years they later. definitely made it a movie that people who watched the first movie would love. For sure. But then the kids and the younger generation can appreciate, appreciate a movie it. like Speaking this. Speaking of way back when and appreciating it, Sherry and I, and this is like, this is a serious thing. Sherry and I were actually going to join the Navy. It was a serious, we wanted to fly we planes. To it fly was planes. a serious conversation we had that as soon as I graduated from high school, we were going to, we were going to sign, we we're going to enlist, we we're going to sign up. Um, I'm not really sure what transpired to where we didn't, but it was, it was serious. Like we wanted to fly planes. <laughs> and after seeing, planes. after yeah. seeing the movie, I don't know what possessed me to think that I should do that. <laughs> I don't know. After seeing the movie and sitting down, I was like, why it's did like, I think I could do, do that? Like, I, I definitely think we, so Jay and I have seen Top Gun as children. Um, so, and we've seen a lot of movies like that, you know, mm-hmm. back in the days, there used to be more movies out like Top Gun, um, where you're flying planes and military movies right. and things like that. You're either flying planes or you're driving reckless or something crazy like that. Yeah, something crazy So like through that. in our young Youthful innocent ways. youthful mind we're like we are gonna fly planes thousands of air thousands of feet in the air and do all that cool stuff tom cruise did in that movie that's right. really how it went and yeah. i'm pretty sure our mom was like no way in hell but, <laughs> <laughs> well all in all you know overall it was an excellent film mm-hmm. um jumping into what the critics thought real quick so critics so far have given it a 97% um, rating. So the they really, score? really love it. Audiences are at 99%. So almost everyone gave it a 10 out of 10. If you've seen our first impressions video on Instagram, we you'll see that Jay and I also gave it a 10 <laughs> out of 10. 10. Um, it was a good movie. It was exciting. You know, and being that it's a movie that came out um, for Memorial Day, the unofficial start a summer um, Memorial Day yeah, weekend. I think, this, I think it was a good kickoff. And I also think it qualifies as a summer blockbuster. Absolutely. It definitely, I know it's definitely going to exceed like expectations in the movie theater. And we already know it's breaking records too. So mm-hmm. um, I would say from, from your love, hate podcast reviewers, um, yeah. well, hold we up. loved so, it. So but go, you got to go into it though. So how many heart, out of five hearts, how, how many do you give it? Go ahead, Shay. I, I give it a full five hearts. I was mm-hmm. impressed. This is this is a good one. Um, definitely think it's going to get Listen, the Oscar nod. I, I understand that we're still starting our podcast and we do five hearts. If I could, I would give it five golden hearts, man. <laughs> Just listen, that's how that's how much I loved. I think this will be the first movie where I give it five golden hearts. That's how much I love this movie. That's how much I think it's worth a watch, at least. Yes. That's how much I think it is. Definitely go see it. 
if you're I think f- it's good for for a lot of people. Some people aren't really too into mm-hmm. those kind of movies, but it has enough elements. Yeah. And to... it shows that you don't need to be a superhero movie to be a good movie, to be a good action movie. Because I know nowadays is that you have to have someone flying or with heat vision or with super strength to get people involved and to get people to care. But this movie is definitely proven that you don't need any of that. You could just be a good action movie and Tom Cruise still got it. That is the number one thing yeah. I, I have to say yeah. before we end the review. Your man the Tom only thing, still got it. The only thing I would say, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to say it, so I'm going to say, yes, it's a Tom Cruise movie, so it's going to feel 100% Mission Impossible it vibes. Is. And you have to, you have to get over it. You just have to get past that. You just have to get past that. It's going to feel that Because I definitely did think that um, when they moved up the mission... Um, by a week it was definitely like i could hear the mission impossible theme playing in the background impossible theme now um and just going (laughs) into some spoilers i am super glad they didn't go with the cliche ending of killing maverick i felt they were gonna go that route i like that they didn't do that absolutely so if you're still listening of course this is this is a spoiler section he does not die it's gonna set up to make it seem like he does he doesn't die and he actually gets everybody home like he promised he would and that actually helps the movie it doesn't hurt it i feel like if they would have went the cliche maverick dies saving everybody's life that would have been like eh. you know because like so let me let me ask you this do you think they're gonna do a sequel if they do i don't see a real reason for maverick's character to be in the forefront anymore so if they do a sequel i see rooster as being in the forefront being a the new era. Top Gun Rooster won't sound as good as Top Gun Maverick, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they'll they'll rework it to make it sound good, but definitely I don't see why not. Because they're going to make a pile of money off the That's that's another thing. You understand that Hollywood, like, if it does good, even if they have no ideas for a sequel, they're going to make a sequel for this movie. And I'm already signed up to watch it. Yeah. This is this same. is me saying I am signed up to watch. If they go for a Top Gun three, I am so, even if it's thirty years later. If it's another thirty years later and Tom Cruise in a wheelchair, I <laughs> hey I am signed up to watch Top Gun three. Uh, what will it be called? Uh, Wheels of Fury. <laughs> Top Gun three, Wheels of Fury. I am down for that. <laughs> I will be in the theater for it. Join us next time to hear what movies we love or hate. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Love Hate Movie Reviews and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening.